Dr. Michelotti of Helena Orthopedic Clinic grew up in Butte. My next door neighbor in Butte was the trainer for Butte High School. And so pretty much from third grade on, I was in the Butte High training room and that had a lot of influence on me. We get to care for people with everything from ankle fractures to hip fractures in older folks, elbow fractures or injuries in little kids. Most people come to you with a problem that most of the time we can fix. Hopefully we've made their lives a little bit better. Helena Orthopedic Clinic, now taking appointments at their new location in Butte. Hi, I'm Max Damaris, a 2022 Mariah's Challenge Scholarship winner. And here's what Mariah's Challenge means to me. It means staying true to myself and not giving in to peer pressure. It means saying no to underage drinking and never getting into a vehicle with a driver who is impaired. It means setting a positive example for the generations that follow. It means growing old and helping others do the same. I'm Max Damaris, and I accept Mariah's Challenge. I hope you join me and show that you too are beaut tough. Today's podcast is presented by Thriftway Superstops. Stop by your neighborhood Thriftway today and find a clean, friendly, professional, and safe environment. You will never find a casino at Thriftway. Thriftway's fountain drinks also taste just like they are supposed to. That is a big deal for me, and I definitely cannot say that about other convenience stores. Download the TLC app, and every sixth fountain drink is free. You can also take advantage of big discounts on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, and fresh brewed coffee. TLC members also receive five cents off every gallon of top-tier fuel each and every day. Stop by your neighborhood Thriftway today because everybody deserves some TLC. Thriftway Superstops is a proud sponsor of the Buttecast. Now, let's get the show started. Welcome to the Buttecast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world. You, America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. Tim Norbeck is the second Buttecast guest who grew up on La Platte Street in Centerville. Coach Mick Dennehy was the first. Tim rose from those humble beginnings to be a standout on Butte Central's football team. He then went to Carroll College for football and then into a life in education. In all, Tim spent 35 years in education, and he might not be done just yet. That span included a stint as principal at Butte Central Catholic High School and as superintendent in Boulder. Today, Tim works for Youth Dynamics, where he works hard to make life better for the children of our community. Earlier today, I met Tim at the Coach's Corner inside the Metal Sports Bar and Grill for lunch and a fun conversation. We both had the chicken bacon ranch sandwich, and I highly recommend you try that too. I just might go back for another one for dinner. Listen in as Tim talks about growing up in Centerville, which we all know is God's country. Listen to him talk about playing against Butte High in that classic overtime football game of 1981 and his days playing for Coach Bob Petrino at Carroll College. Listen in to hear Tim talk about education and why he loves that profession. Listen in to hear the great nickname for Tim's wife that he stole from Coach Petrino. Thank you to everyone who has sent me condolences for the passing of my dog, Bandit. I will have a column about her on ButteCast.com tomorrow. I will try to read it for a bonus podcast, but at this point I'm really not sure I'll be able to get through it. I have been an emotional basket case since we put her down last Monday. Also, thank you to the great sponsors of this podcast. 
They really are the ones who bring us these fun conversations. Make sure to tell them thank you and tell them that you heard them on the Buttecast. Now, let's catch up with one of Centerville's very best, Tim Norbeck. Timmy, we, we have to start. I want to know about your car, because your car made Pat Pat's Carney's book. book. And when you have, when your car makes Pat Carney's book, it must have been a nice car, because it uh, some Butte High guys allegedly trashed your car before the Butte High, Butte High Central game in 1981. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> I'd left the top down when I come to school that day, and so the story of it is uh, was uh, Toby Richards's brother's car and. I bought it in high school, and it was a, a Dodge convertible. I still have it, believe it or not. Do you really? Uh, yeah, my plan is to maybe fix it. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so it was. I've always been a, you know, motorhead wrench kind of guy. You know, growing oh, really? up on East La Platte Street, you learn that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, that's the story of it. And it yeah, didn't do much. Just threw eggs in it. And oh, like it was. That. But enough for Pat. To, because uh, you know. Pat, I, I was reading that and I'm like, hey, I know that guy, I know <laughs> yeah. that car. Yeah. That's that, funny. We start off with Pat because he is a friend, dear friend of both of us. You know. Yeah. And, and uh, I turned 60 last uh, uh, Tuesday, and that was the first thing his brother Mike and I were talking about. You know that Pat, you know, he never made he made it to 59. You know, he yeah. was a guy that was great shape and all that stuff. But uh, and a good good friend. You know, I'm like the, yeah, you were the one who called me and told me. I was, yeah. I was walking my dogs around the M. There's a handful me. of us that are like extra brothers and of the Carneys, you know, with his mother. Yeah. I remember when you, you told me that, I, I said, oh, no. You know, and then, you know, thinking just about Pat. Right. And then I thought about what all he did. Like, oh, no. He did a lot of stuff. How are we going to get by without this guy? Yeah, he, he was fun. I traveled to a lot of games with him, you know, the Rose Bowl. I was with him a few yeah. times in the Holiday Bowl and things like that. So He went to Rose Bowl every year. Yep, he did. His brother Marty lives in, in uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. Older brother Marty. That was my favorite part of our overtime. Uh, we'd be sitting at this table here in the coach's corner doing the, the show, and he, we would play his spotlight on history. So we could sit back for three minutes and, and eat some food and and, and uh, listen to Pat talk. Of course, of course the, best, the best spotlight in history we did by Pat Carney wasn't done by Pat Carney. It was something I wrote up earlier in the day and gave it to Renzi Kelly, and he read it doing his Pat Carney impersonation. <laughs> Overhands. Overtime's another thing you just brought up. I, I loved overtime. There were many nights driving home from Boulder on Wednesdays that I'd have it on and listen, you know, good time to pass you know yeah. as i was headed home and a lot of times you and paul would be trying to figure out something i'd like oh i know the yeah. answer to that yeah, you know? you, you and kathy tuddy texted this morning anybody else <laughs> so if I, you know we knew, we knew we had two listeners <laughs> well i love the history of all yeah the things talked about and yeah history of this community of course and sports and well, well and that's what we, we sat here how many times when jt sat in like, that chair where you're at now and talked about how butte's the greatest sports town in history in the world, you know, and, uh, you know, obviously Pittsburgh would probably argue that point and stuff, but we, we were pretty good sports town. And I think the thing that illustrated that for me in my life was that Butte High Butte Central football game, how, how the town would be buzzing all summer long for that game if, if, you know, if Central had a good team. And like 1981 was, 
mean, people were talking about that game in May. Right. And the historic ones that, uh, you know, you and I didn't get to see many of in old Naranchi would have been, yeah. you know, wild to watch, oh. you know. And Central had some heyday teams, you know, in the 60s and 70s. And yeah. I can't imagine the buzz and, you know, how lively Uptown Butte would have been on that Friday night and end of August or first part of September. Yeah, Brian uh, Reed, he said, I don't know if you know Brian, he's over uh, – He's, he's caused some controversy on Twitter back in the day. He's he's a historian for Class A football, you know, kind of. He's like, he does every, like Pat Carney did for every Butte team. He's done it for, he's got all the stats ever for any team. And he sent me a message on, on Facebook yesterday, asked me if I knew the question to answer this trivia question, is who is the all-time leading rusher in the Class A state championship game? And I guess Bryce Carver, because I... You know, it seemed like a pretty good, the Dylan yeah. kids like a pretty good one. It was 1969, it was, it was uh, Buddy Walsh. Buddy Walsh, yeah. And I said, I would have killed to go back in time and see Buddy Walsh play football. I saw Sean Walsh, I'm not sure how that compares, but to see Buddy Walsh would have been something. Yeah, and those teams with uh, Petrino and Coach Petrino and, and Coach Kennison, I mean, there's a, a great run of uh, yeah. years there, not too many games lost and a handful of championships. Yeah, well, Swede was um, – he has the had the best timing of any coach for getting out. He loses one game in three years and then calls it quits. Three state championships in a row, and then he, he of course, I don't think he was getting paid anything to coach Butte Central football. Yeah. It's like I said, Kevin Peoples made more money coaching football by the time it took to read one sentence than Don and Doug did their entire careers combined. Yeah, there's some. There's been a, a legacy of some of those. Walt Chauncey's another one that I think about. Longtime assistant, played for Coach Petrino. Yeah. Longtime assistant at Capital, became the head coach, 14 and 0 state championship, and then gave it up. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a pretty good deal. What, might as well go out on yeah, top. Yeah, might right? as well. Like, like Barry Sanders, right? And just yeah. go out on top, but, but on top of his game anyway. But th that 81 game, I never. I was too young for egg night. My mom wouldn't let me out of the house on egg night. My brother got to experience it a couple times. Would have loved to have been there. But that 81 was the year. It wasn't the year that egg night ended because it lasted the rest of the 80s pretty much. But uh, it, that was really high profile where a lot of stuff happened because we had the bonfire incident because it was Butte High tried to set. They, they did set your bonfire up a night early, right? And a couple of the guys ended up in the hospital. Right. I, I don't know how many ended up. But, yeah, they did that. And then. You know, it was pretty heavy with, I think there was some some vandalism on yeah. both sides. And yeah. then, uh, you know, two really good football teams. Yeah. You know, two teams in state championship games yeah, that year. Uh, it, uh, a game that goes into overtime, the Montana yeah. playoff, huge crowd. Um, you know, and 11 of us played in the Shrine game, I believe, is the, the number yeah. of that year, you know, that next summer. And, and like you say, Butte High went on to win the state championship. And, course we lost it in the you know last few seconds yeah, yeah. Well, that was uh is that when you think back of that 81 uh butte high football game do you think of overtime what, what, what do you remember most you know i don't uh, remember a, you know a lot of it i mean you know, we ran the ball you know quite a bit and and you know it ended with an interception but you know that that's not the the, the cause of yeah. it i mean it was fourth down and yeah, it was fourth, fourth and goal. Yeah, and, it was a know, prayer. Ample yeah. opportunities, um, you know. But you know, it was a way different style of game back then, and and uh, you know, it was a physical game. There's no doubt about yeah. that. And you know, well coached. I mean, legendary coach McElroy and 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 Coach Lenners was thank you. You know, our head coach and uh, you know, 
Sparky was on the staff, and you know, just a lot of good, a lot of good people. And, yeah. and Coach McRoy had a, a, a great staff as well that, you know, that were with him for a long time, which I think is a huge key to success, especially in high school sports. I mean, you look at programs around the state. I mean, Dylan is a great example of, yeah. you know, how they have had longevity in coaching or the next man up is an alum or, or so forth. And you saw that with Coach McRae this year. Yeah. And, and I don't think patrons and others understand the importance of how the continuity of staffs are important to being successful. You know, I, yeah. they can say what they want, but that, that, that is a huge key because those assistants do a lot of things. Uh, you know, the head guy takes all the heat and makes all the final decisions, but you know, a good head coach turns his assistants loose, you know. And, yeah. and I, I saw that when I was at Idaho Falls High School, legendary coach there, his name was Ken Sampson. He turned us loose, you know. Yeah. He, he's like, you know, a big 5A school at that time. <laughs> what are you guys doing on the offense? He just did special teams. Yeah. What are you doing on each side of the ball? And we'd let him know by Sunday night. And he'd say, okay, so see you on Friday. You know? <laughs> and, and away we'd go. And, you know, the guy won five state championships. And, Never had a losing season. I think he was in the playoffs every year, and and uh, you know, a guy that had paid his dues. You know, he was passed over a number of times, but I respected that more than anything. You know, that yeah. hey, he, he he understands what I'm trying to do as an offensive line coach, and and uh, respected that, and it, it didn't micromanage. And and I think those that are successful, you you see that is the key. You know, yeah. in, in rounding up, um, you know good quality assistance. Well, and yeah, you know, just look at the coaches in that game alone. I mean, that's a Hall of Fame. Oh yeah. I mean both sides, you know, and yeah. all those guys that coach with Coach Mack, most yeah. of them were there the whole time Coach Mack was there. Yeah. You know, and same thing with uh, Central staff. I mean you just think some of the legends <laughs> sit on that sideline <laughs> for that, you know. Well yeah you just think where it started when I was in junior high, Beer Coach Beers was at Butte Central, you know? Yeah. And you look at his legacy with him and his uh, you know the the programs that he's done, and I, I'm sure he still gets phone calls about certain things and and so forth. You know, yeah. and, and I assume you played both ways. I did. Were you on on the line both ways? I was. Yeah. Yeah. And I uh, was quick for about ten yards. Did you it. did you tackle Don Douglas? Yeah, I'm sure I was on the bottom of a pile <laughs> a, a few times. Because he was talking about quick. Yeah, he was. He was an extraordinary athlete. You know, and to think you had two guys playing that game that. Played the two large you yeah. know, Division One programs, Nebraska, you know, at that time, yeah. in the heart of their legacy, and then uh, you know uh, Brian being able to go to Stanford and and uh, you know play at that program. I mean, I mean, I don't know that that's occurred too many times around here. Yeah. No, that was. We just look at that that class. I mean, just look at the track the track meet that 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 next year in Missoula. I think with three teams, three out of four four. Boys and girls for Butte High Butte Central won state titles. Is that right? Yeah. I think it's yeah. Well, the boys and girls for Butte Central won, and, and the, boys the boys for, for Butte yeah. High. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and the girls for Butte High were good too. Yeah, and the and the girls had won basketball in the fall. Yeah, at uh, Butte Central, uh, my senior year, Coach Sparks. I think he was third in wrestling. The next year, he won it. But uh, yeah, Central uh, was even good in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. and that's the first uh, year I believe. And don't quote me on it, but. I think a non-double-A team won the all-sports trophy. Oh, really? You know, because of uh, he didn't have as many sports to score. The Tribune did that, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but I think that was the first time, you know. So, And I think, again, at, 
do your history, but I think that's the first time they combined the state track meets too, wasn't it? The boys and girls, did they do them separate? Or I can't remember. I'm but, not sure. Or, no, uh, I, but it's the first time. I'm just still jealous. One of the first that, times the boys and girls won on the yeah, same day, I think. Yeah, I'm still jealous that Bruce, because when you're a sports writer, you, you love to follow a championship team. It's so much fun. I mean, I got to cover Dylan a lot, but it wasn't quite the same. It was Dylan, and I really liked Coach Thomas and all the coaches, you know, Vez and, and Nordahl and T.O. But uh, all those guys, of course, Ferris, he, probably, he might be the one who listens to Coach Ferris, but it wasn't a Butte team, you know. But when the times when you got to cover a Butte State championship is really awesome. He got to do it three times in one day, Bruce. Did. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was probably a and he was tough he, day to he work. Was just, he was one of the younger guys at that time. I think about that time growing up. He was only up, here about three years then. Uh, you know, the, the legacy of the sports writing with Jim Edgar and Hud, Hud Wilsey. And, and, did you, know, you, did Frank Quinn, did you ever read Frank Quinn? Uh, yeah, when I was a little bit younger, yeah. But yeah. you think about their coverage at that time and the next day to be spot on with their articles yeah. and their stats and everything. And, yeah. And now you don't have that. It's just it's tough. It's a, it's a it's loss, tough to stomach. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's, now we got to pay for three days a week, and it's uh, it's really too bad that because that was my favorite when I golfed. You know, I I, I as I, I've pointed out a lot of times, the regret I have in quitting football after my freshman year. But I, I was I was a pretty good golfer. But the morning of the golf tournament, you get up and you read what they wrote because there was a preview story. You know, and that's where uh, I remember Hud Wilson wrote a story. He said. Uh, Butte Central's loss is Butte High's gain in the case of Bill Foley, who transferred from school to the schools this year. And, uh, and then you'd read the next day, see how they wrote, you know, scores up and everything. And it was, yeah, it was felt big time. And the, today these kids seem to be missing that a little bit. Well, even the legacy of Christmas morning with the Shrine Game selections, you know. Yeah. Uh, first thing in the morning you see that paper. And so it's, it's tough. I understand our world has changed yeah. that way. But, uh, you know, when you grow up and, you know, be able to read the box scores and, yeah. and uh, you know see all that stuff you know the statistics it's kind of nice yeah so uh, did you guys in, in 81 it's not like Butte High and Butte Central hated each other there was a lot of uh, rivalry there obviously but it seems like the guys that I talked to liked each other because like Don Douglas did a or Brian Morris did a video to try to get Don Douglas, Douglas in the Hall of Fame because we had to go mm-hmm. our public forum had to be remote two years ago and he talked about how he was on the ground after that game crying you know feel i don't know you know feeling sad as could be and who was there to pick him up but his best pal don douglas yeah i, I think uh, you look at that time frame so the the parochial grade schools had closed in 70 and so we all went to public grade school yeah. through sixth grade i went to yeah. the blaine and and uh, brian blaine went mustang. to the hillcrest and and uh, you know you might be the first one on, on, on. on this podcast <laughs> on the Blaine Mustang but so we knew each other growing up and then we parted ways and so it's not like there was this intense rivalry yeah. from when we were we, we were young you know and and you know great respect for um, their success coach Max uh, um, uncle lived next door to me so I used to see a lot of <laughs> John, when yeah. I was uh, growing up, you know, he was. Did he try to get you to go to Butte High? Uh, tell you how, how oh, much you weighed? I'm, I'm sure he made some, <laughs> some, uh, you know, subtle little pushes, you know. But uh, I used to see him a lot because he was really good to his his uncle. His uncle was Dick Richards, who's Chuck Richards, and that whole yeah. gang's uh, um, uh, father, you know, and uh, helped uh, helped them. And so I'd known John a long time. And then in, in middle school at North Central, you know. His wife was my teacher, you know, yeah. so I, I, I had that connection with him. But with the players, you know, I, I mean, there's rivalry, and 
and it's no different than you see in the in the Cat Grizz. You have all the hype through the week, but those guys greatly respect each other, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, their successes, and, and they're not going to say it right out loud, but uh, you know they 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 love representing the state, you know, with both of their universities, yeah. and you know, especially the Montana kids, and and uh, you know, I, I mean, rivalries are rivalries, but when you respect the game or whatever it happens, you know, that's yeah. the most important part. Yeah, so you grow up on East La Platte Street, and, and of course you're not the first guest from La Platte Street, because I had Mick Dennehy on. I don't think he liked my joke that I said most kids from La Platte Street ended up in prison, <laughs> but there, which most of them didn't end up in prison, but there were a couple who did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a couple who went to school with me who ended up in prison. But uh, La Platte Street back then, that was, see, I, had a, I lived on Buffalo Street, went to Blaine. Of course, that was back the first day kindergarten my mom showed up to show me how to walk home you know it wasn't to drive me home and I walked home the rest of the days and I remember Joe Butler had a Doberman picture that I was scared to death of there's I hope you hit it right there's dogs roaming the neighborhood then and there were certain kids who might kick your butt at certain places too but it was it's a it's not like that today it's of course it's the hill still there but it's it seemed like a I, I just love walking that, that yeah, area I, I just loved it up there I, I wouldn't trade growing up in Centerville for anything you know a lot of kids and large families and very tight uh, network of, uh, of people they took care of each other like this community does you know yeah. I I don't people I don't know if they really understand how well this community supports itself I, I spent 10 years away from here and uh, when you spend 10 years away, you have a little different perspective of, you yeah. know, how this community takes care of itself. You know, not that others don't, but there's just that special bond. And, and likewise, in those neighborhoods, you know, you hear it all the time with any of your guests, whether they grew up in McQueen or, yeah. you know, in Fintown or Dublin Gulch or wherever, Walkerville, doesn't matter. You know, they are all tied to their communities and will talk just the way I'm talking about yeah. how they, they support each other. Yeah, and were you way up on the end of La Platte Street? Uh, just before, on the east side, just before it started up the hill. Okay. Uh, yeah, so 103. Was that? Ronnie Nelson lived right in that area somewhere, too. You remember uh, Ronnie? Uh, yeah, he, was, he would have been uh, further west, yeah. yeah. So I lived, uh, you know, the, 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 some of the, so it's like an alley the Dennehy of clan yeah. was there, you know, John Mike. And, oh, really? And, uh, they were in the neighborhood. Uh, and Vin lived on center. Uh, Kenny Weldon lived in... Right across from us, uh, um, trying to think. There was some other uh, Sunny Walden and them. The Richards, the Downies lived farther up the hill on center. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there were just quite a few uh, things going on at that time. You know, and again, you think about it, the uh, 60s and 70s, the, you know, the height of the mining still and, yeah. and so and forth. Uh, you know, the Mountain Con was still in operation. You hear the whistle all the time. You could hear con. all that stuff. Yeah. And, so, yeah, it was a pretty vibrant time to be growing up. Congratulations to this week's Lescovar Honda Athletes of the Week, East Middle School 8th graders Emma Gordon and Jordan Sonneman. Both are huge assets to East Unified Basketball Team, helping the Bullpups earn the distinction of being ranked one of the top 40 inclusive schools by ESPN. Gordon takes home the Girls' Award. Coach Kelsey Thatcher says she is a basketball player who embodies skill, resilience, and teamwork on the court. Sonnen receives a boy's honor. Thatcher said he elevates his teammates to new heights with precision in his moves, strategic gameplay, and a keen understanding of his teammates' strengths. Congratulations, Emma and Jordan, and thank you, Lescovar Honda, for honoring the hardworking student-athletes of the Mining City. 
Hey Butte America, John Davis here at Lascavar Honda. With winter approaching and hunting season in full swing, now is the time to get into that all-wheel drive you've been dreaming about. We have one of the largest selections of new and pre-owned vehicles in the state. So with clearly marked prices, a non-commissioned sales staff, lifetime of free car washes, and voted number one in all of Butte, the choice is clear. Lascavar Honda home of the famous 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty. Visiting your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops was already your favorite stop of the day. Now, it is even better. Join the brand new Thriftway Loyalty Club to rack up big discounts, earn free stuff, and receive more TLC with every visit. Download the TLC app and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh-brewed coffee, cool fountain drinks, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save five cents per gallon off top-tier conical fuel every single day. Plus, earn points at the pump and in the store. Casa Grande Steakhouse serves steak and so much more. You cannot beat their seasoned, hand-cut Rocky Mountain ground beef. But did you know about their menu filled with made-to-order pastas, chicken sautés, mouth-watering seafood, appetizers, enticing desserts, or their most recent addition, sushi? Thursday nights are sushi nights at Casa Grandas, where you will be welcomed as a part of the family. Casa Grandas can also handle all your catering needs with style, class, and a taste that cannot be beat. Visit Casa Grande Steakhouse inside the historic Bertoglio Warehouse at 801 South Utah Avenue in Uptown Butte. Call 406-723-4141 for reservations. Check out their menu at casagrandasteakhouse.com. Casa Grande Steakhouse, eat where the locals eat. Is your house too cold or is it too hot? Either way, Lockmer Sheet Metal is here to help. With more than 40 years of experience in the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning trade, Lockmer Sheet Metal strives to bring you quality service and knowledgeable work to help with your HVAC projects or needs. Lockmer Sheet Metal offers repair services for all forced air, central air systems, installation of new HVAC systems, service contracts for maintenance and service, all residential and commercial applications, fabrication of sheet metal for all types of projects, and ventilation and exhaust systems. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerSheetMetal.com to warm up or cool down with Lockmer Sheet Metal, your local dealer of train heating, cooling, air handling, and ventilation products. For all your home heating and cooling needs, remember Lockmer Sheet Metal. There's always something to do. I mean, there was, we, you go up there in the Centerville neighborhood when I was there. If you went up to the skating rink, there was always kids to play, you know, pom pom pull away or whatever right. the heck we played, right. kick the can, you know. Sound like I'm really old now, but I don't know if we ever actually played kick the can, but we played a lot of games like that. You yeah, know? there were a lot of things going on there, you know, and a lot of things to do. I, you know, I started riding motorbikes really young, and so <laughs> it was uh, not very long to get into, you know, the. North Walkerville and all yeah. that stuff. I'd spend hours. The tailings know, were bike. really good for motorbikes. They were, unless they were wet. <laughs> yeah. Unless they were wet. Did you ever ride up the knob? Oh, yeah, up the knob, yeah. Climb that. I remember sitting at the school at Blaine, looking out the window of motorbike guys, guys and motorbikes riding up the knob, just dreaming that I could be them instead of sitting in Mrs. Tomich's class. There's times yeah. turning off and having it tumble, too, you know, not to making it to the top. So, yeah. You know, but a, a real good, um, you know, Time, you know, growing up up there, you know, yeah. and, and and you know, it's it's tough to see it now, you know. Although it's, you know, there's changes. You see some of the 
you know, the Tillamore houses and, and those type of things. Somebody's, you know, there's been a little bit of development and, yeah. and so forth, but but not the huge families with kids or any of that, yeah. know, like a lot of Butte. Yeah, they put those new houses, the, the Habitat put the houses there yeah. right below Center Street, and that, that cut off where my used to be my shortcut cut across those empty blocks oh, yeah. there, yeah. you know. To, on my way home, so it would have yeah. messed with my walk home back yeah, in the day. Down behind Stan Williams's house, I can see yeah. him making that. Uh, went there, and then we went cut through the where by Hollingsworth lived between the the mine yard mm -hmm. fence and yeah. Yeah. and you think about how what that place was like then too. There, of course, there's mine waste all over the place. I lived across from the Yellow Hill, we call it. You know, which you, you I don't know if you rode your. There were only a handful there. of green lawns yeah. in the neighborhood, you know. Yeah, and most of them have fill from. From its mine dump underneath, underneath them, the, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. fill that lifted yeah. up. Yeah, I don't. It, it, sometimes that, it's amazing that we're, we survived it. And other times I want to go back and, and do it again. But uh, so you, you, you wrestled Central too? Uh, only one year. Yeah, Sparky conned yeah. me into doing that. I wasn't a very good wrestler, which is yeah. ironic because when I started teaching, I was a head wrestling coach. Yeah. <laughs> in Firth, yeah. Idaho. We'll hire you to teach math, but you got to coach wrestling. I was yeah. like, oh, all right, here we yeah. go. You know, and five years of it, you know, and five state champs, and yeah. finished third my last year coaching you know, out of like sixty some schools. So, yeah. Um, yeah but uh, you know, if I'd started younger, I think you know might have been a little more successful. Yeah. But uh, well, wrestling know. wasn't quite as big when you were a kid in Butte. No. Then, was it? it started no. getting big in well, yeah, I think, the seventies, seventies, eighties with Coach Street when he started a yeah. little program and stuff, and you know, huge feeder for all his success. Yeah, I knew. I, I saw wrestling one time, and I know that's not for me. <laughs> There's no way I want to do that. But it's, were you on the track team? Yeah. Uh, no, not really. I mean, I participated, but yeah. uh, just to keep busy. Yeah. You know, that was about it. You know. So did but you get a Hall of Fame plaque when they went in the Hall of Fame? Uh, no, because I didn't go on. I didn't do it my senior year. Oh, you didn't. Oh, yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. So, how about that state championship? Is that when you lose a state championship game? Is it something you think about for forever? Because I know that 2014 game, that was such a tough loss for Central. I think some of those guys are haunted by that. Well, I've thought life. about it. Uh, you know, time and time again. You know that you're that close and. Yeah. I mean, you still have the visions. You still have the fire trucks pulling up, and uh, oh, they, you saw the fire trucks. Oh pulling yeah, up? they pulled up there on the tour, by the scoreboard side <laughs> just before the game was ready to end, and and so forth. Oh yeah, they oh, were there. Oh, so you so, they're, they're waiting yeah. for your ride, and then you decided to watch them drive away. Yeah, yeah. And but I had early, uh, you know, some vindication wow. of it. You know, after college, I went to Idaho, and my second year, wow. uh, we won a state championship. You know. Yeah. I thought, well, this this isn't that hard, you know. It's year number two. <laughs> we win the state championship, and then spend the next 15 years of my life coaching, chasing that dream again, you know, yeah. never getting there. So, and and you were on some central staffs that were pretty close too. Yeah, so I helped Donnie uh, from '98 to to '04. You know, That's so we had a couple semifinalist teams there, and you know, very competitive Class A um, uh, at the time. You know, and um, some good some good teams. You know, and, and good programs. Um, Were you there at the game in Dillon when the the chains? When they? Oh yeah, I was there. I was there on the chains. We went for it on fourth down, and because uh, that was a big call. Because uh, it was like because the kickoff went out of bounds. Yeah, so we got the ball. But the ball's the, touching the forty-five, yeah. but the chain said it was short. Right. 
Yeah. And the rule, as you know, is uh, line to line when it's uh, well, unless dead the, ball set like unless that. Unless the Whitecaps running for judge, yeah. which he lost. Yeah. You think he would have won the election after that call? The beauty of that, though, is the next day, uh, Mike Richardson had to do an NAIA game, a frontier game with my brother-in-law, who was in the frontier at that time, Johnny. Yeah. So you can only imagine that ride. I think they went to Haver or someplace. <laughs> I'm sure it was an interesting ride. He wasn't a white cap, though, Richardson. No, no, no. Yeah, because I don't think that. I think that guy lost the election and he left Dylan. Yeah, probably. But I'm sure everyone handled that in a nice, calm, cool, yeah, collective right, manner. Right. That was a great rivalry, you know, and then. Um, when, we, when they drew the line in the map and, and they put Central in the Central A, you know, that it took away those rivalries, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that was tough, you know, knowing that you had Anaconda and Dylan that close. I mean, you saw Anaconda a little bit with basketball, but you didn't see Dylan with anything until. Yeah, we went a while. Until we went back into the, the southern or the southwest again, you know. So, and that was a, a battle to get there, but it's something I'd worked hard yeah. to, you know, try to get back at. <laughs> yeah. So. So what did you play, Carol? Were you offense or defense? I played offense. I played on the line. And you guys ran the ball. We ran. Uh, it was an option attack pretty it much, It was right? the option, yeah. Winning college football with the option package. <laughs> you need to buy that book by Bob Petrino. He wrote a book. He actually literally yeah, wrote a book? Yeah, there's a book there, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. And then my senior year, I played uh, center, um, which, was, which was all right. I played center my junior year in high school and then got moved to tackle. Okay. Um, but, you know, there have been some JCs that didn't pan out, so. So you were moving a lot as a, yeah, yeah. As so a center. You're, you're in the option attack. You're not just blocking the guy in front of you. You're pulling a lot, right? A little bit. Uh, you know, some, you know, switch blocks and things yeah. like that that, uh, you know, Putter would have. But, you know, we were fortunate to have a very talented backfield. Yeah. You know, I think we averaged over 500 yards a game, you know, running the option. Did you play with Bobby? Bobby was the offensive coordinator when okay. I was playing, yeah. And uh, Coach Petrino was the head coach. He became the offensive line coach my senior year. That was a fun time. Yeah. You know, he decided to take over the offensive line. <laughs> and Paul was a sophomore quarterback. Okay, Paul so. played with you then. Okay. Right, yeah. And you had Dave Ramos go at fullback and, and Mike Barato at tailback. You know, and they all rushed for over 1,000 yards, uh-huh. you know, that senior, that in 86, you know. So, And they only took eight teams to the playoffs that year. You know, that's it. Not 24 yeah. like now. Or, yeah. You know, and a lot of pretty stout programs that now play D2 or, or something yeah. like that, you know. So we beat Dickinson at their place in the bitter cold, and then we went and got beaten oh. in the semis by Linfield. So. Was, did Bobby Petrino have a personality then? Because I, 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 I laughed at this. I was watching the Dan Patrick show one morning on, uh, when it used to be on the audience or whatever on DirecTV. And I was watching it, and they were talking about when Bobby got mad at the girl for wearing a Florida hat at the press conference. You know, she was like, she was asking, she was a photographer, but she asked a question or something, and he gave her some attitude. And Dan Petrino says, "Man, that Bobby Petrino doesn't have much of a personality." <laughs> well, he's intense, you know, and, and uh, you know, he's an offensive yeah. guru, as you've yeah, seen. Smart as could you be. Know, yeah. I, you know, they've had some struggles at A and M, but that dynamic there can't be easy, you know. A guy that was under pressure, anyways, that they just let go and and you know they give up a ton of points. I yeah. mean, they, they've scored almost 30 a game with him at the offense, but they've given up over 40 a game. You know, yeah. so um, but uh, you know you know if you think about his his lineage, you know he was a great option quarterback, and then you know 
to be able to coach it with his dad right. and then nobody Brian runs Jobs the option and, today <laughs> yeah Brian, you know they, they do out of the spread a little bit but, yeah um, yeah not the traditional and then his his legacy of every place that he's been and been successful you know so um, and then the coach's little brother and coach with his dad and yeah you know, it was an interesting dynamic yeah. I think the best thing you did at Carroll was steal the nickname from Coach Petrino <laughs> for your for for, for well, yeah, your I Mrs. Norbeck. I bring that up, so <laughs> I'd always get there early. You know, I, I'm an early guy, and Coach Petrino would be headed home to change, and he'd say something, you know, and and uh, the same thing, you know, where he headed headed home to change and say hi to the war department, and <laughs> and uh, it just always stuck, you know, and, and yeah. a couple of wonderful women, you know, when they. Yeah tolerate the likes of us two you know so but yeah it is it is the best nickname for a wife I've ever the war department <laughs> i bet you you don't use it though no no my wife doesn't have a sense of humor probably that your wife does <laughs> well mine's, mine's pure irish so yeah. yeah there's not a lot of sense of humor there you know she's did she grow up in hill too oh no she's a flatlander yeah. she grew up over by longfellow and then they moved and she grew up uh down by on Phillips, you know, by Sheridan and Floral and stuff. So she went to Hillcrest. Yeah, no, flat. And that's my wife was an Irish girl from the flats too. Yeah. Not quite as. Yeah, that was the first thing Chili said. She, I like her, but she's you're marrying a flatlander. You yeah. Know? So, my friend Chili Carney, he's always yeah. said that. You know. My mom is a flatlander too, I suppose. I yeah. But her, her dad grew up on Gagnon Street though, so oh, yeah. she had she had Hill on her in her blood, I guess. Yeah. But did you guys were you guys high school sweethearts? We were. Yeah, 35 really? years of it. So you've had to put up with Johnny that long? Uh, Johnny came a couple years later, yeah. 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 yeah, 35 years for me. I was joking. I said, well, it's 70, 35 apiece, but sometimes yeah. she'll chuckle about that. So, yeah. <laughs> so Coach Green would say one time, he said, I've uh, been happily married for 16 years. Out of 32, that ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Green, that's yeah. a pretty good one. Yeah, he's got some of the best ones. Yep. So, in, and you graduated uh, in, with education, is that? Yeah, so I went to tech for a couple years and studied metallurgy, and then. Oh, really? I, I just didn't, you know, feel like traveling the world and who knows where you'd end up, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I left that to my younger brother, who is in metallurgy and chemistry. And then uh, I didn't do anything for a year and. Cambridge and Conan, you know, convinced me to go over to Carroll and I had a bunch of engineering math and so forth and so I thought, well, that's all right. And then Coach Petrino's actually the one that, you know, said, you know, you'd be a good teacher and coach. You know? So you listen to your mentors. And so I got a degree in math, a teaching option, computer science minor. At that time, you know, all programming stuff. Yeah. Um, then graduated and spent 35 years uh, in education, I'm out of it right now, but yeah. who knows? You know, I'm still. That R word's not in my vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, because you're so, only 60. You yeah, know. and, and I, I have to be doing something all the time. So I, I, I moved to Idaho, and I spent five years in first Idaho, which is like a class B size school between Idaho Falls and Blackfoot. And I was the assistant coach first year, or first two years, sorry. And then uh, I was the head wrestling coach. Like uh, we talked, and then um, helped a little bit with track, and then after five years, I went to Idaho Falls High School, which is a that time a large 5A school. And I yeah. was just an, well, 
the last three years in Perth, I was the head football coach, too, because yeah. uh, Mitch Buck was the head coach, and he'd moved on and had a great career himself, tons of state championships. And then uh, and then uh, went to Idaho Falls High School and coached the offensive line with Coach Sampson, and then I coached girls fast pitch uh, with a good friend really? of mine. Yeah, yeah, which was... Which was an interesting dynamic as well. You know, you can't coach girls fast pitch like you coach offensive linemen. You know, no. <laughs> you, you had to learn. And I was young at that time too. Yeah. You know, uh, but great success with. We never did win a championship. With, I did with Coach Sam, but uh, yeah. a couple uh, semifinal losses. Uh, you know, to some. You know, standout programs. You know, like Highland High School is. Yeah. Like, uh, I think they won it again this year. Highland did. If I'm not mistaken, I'd have to look and see. I, I follow a lot of Idaho football because uh, Coach Lang and I follow yeah. it, and he's a. It's it's good football in Idaho. Yeah, and he's a he's a from a, a legendary program there. He was from Snake River High School. Um, they I think they won five or six state championships with Tom Harrison. He was the coach, and then Tom went to Pocatello High at one, and then he went to Weezer and one. He's like the winningest coach in Idaho history, yeah. you know. So Clint and I, Coach Lang, were always back and forth about uh, you know some of the the programs and and you, and you see so like uh, I didn't text him on Saturday but the real good tight end from Michigan he's from like a class B school in Idaho he's from Gooding Idaho no kidding that Loveland that Colson Loveland the, the tight end that uh, well Vanderesh is from Idaho too yeah he? and he's right, eight manner he's from yeah. uh, he's from Salmon River High School which is in the Panhandle it's actually the same high school that the uh, the good back Carol had a few years ago. The rank, uh, Dustin Rinker, that's the high school he went yeah. to as well too. You know, so but it, it's it's a lot more population, not a lot more, but uh, there's more you know people yeah. in Idaho now than than Montana and you know the the Boise area. When I was at IF High School, we used to play two non-conference games in the Boise Valley, or they would come to us. You know, well yeah. that doesn't happen now. There, yeah. There's enough large high schools in. In, um, they don't have to leave. They have their own league, you know, and that's in 5A, and then you have 4A schools. Like the 4A champ is the Catholic school in, in Boise that's uh, legendary, and their yeah. success too, Bishop Kelly. They, they won it again this year, I think. Hey, everyone. John Wick here. You might recognize this buttery smooth voice from the episode 81 of the Buttecast. Along with my wife, Cassie, I want to take a second and thank everyone for supporting 5518 Designs, our store at 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte. For seven years now, we have made it our goal to celebrate who we are and what we enjoy about living in Butte and in Montana. At 5518, you'll find the latest in-house design apparel and gifts that do just that. And they're all produced locally and finished in store. We also carry a wide variety of outdoor essentials from trusted brands like Chaco, Kavu, and Dekine. I invite you to stop in the next time you're shopping, eating, or even playing in historic Uptown Butte. 5518 Designs, 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte, and online at shop5518.com. Are you looking for a place to host a special event or a party, or just looking for a drink served by the best mixologist in town? Look no further than 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino. Take a step back in time and enjoy some of our signature cocktails such as an Old Fashioned or a Pink Mate. Stop in for happy hour Monday through Thursday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. and 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Friday and Saturday for $2 cans of your favorite beer or two for five seltzers or well mixers. Or try one of our tap beers for just $5, along with weekly specialty cocktails. 
Located underneath the Miners Hotel, where Butte locals receive a 20% discount on rooms, 51 Below has live music every Friday night. So stop by 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino for a good time with good friends and great drinks. And don't forget to dial 5. You want to watch your favorite football team on Sunday, but it isn't on TV? No problem. Go to Metal Sports Bar and Grill and check out all the games. In addition to a full-service bar and a menu full of terrific entrees cooked to perfection, Metals also has the Sunday ticket. Kick back with some raised fingers, the best pizza in town, and a refreshing drink as you root on your team on one of 31 big-screen TVs at Metals. Don't miss a moment of your favorite team with Metals Sports Bar and Grill, where the food is the star. Metals is open at 11 a.m. every Sunday during football season. There's no story so good that a drink from Park Street Liquors won't make it better. From the finest whiskeys and regional spirits to the latest RTDs and select wines, Park Street Liquors has all the ingredients to make your parties and stories legendary. Park Street Liquors can also assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menus. You name it and Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew at 133 West Park Street or call 406-782-6278. Make your stories legendary. Were you on the central staff when they went to Sandpoint? I was. Because that was, uh, that is kind of where a lot of Butte fans got an introduction to Idaho football. Yeah. Because that was, we thought it'd be more like a Class A team yeah, playing were, Class A, but that good, was, it, uh, it was just like if they would have played a Double A team yeah. in Montana. Beautiful setting. I'll never forget their their field pointed towards oh, the, the lake there. Uh, lake Ponderay. And there were some Butte ties to a Poncho McMahon. His kid was coaching, I think, or it was the AD or something. Yeah. At Sandpoint, Donnie would have to clear me up on that. But, you know, we competed, but whew, they came out. Casey like, dis dislocated his shoulder in that one, didn't he, Casey Kelly? Uh, he did, yeah. I'm trying to think. I was, was Maybe Nick Sanford was the quarterback at that time. I can't remember, but they were... That sounds about right. They were... Uh, it was a you know, it was a good... You know, we competed just like we always do, but uh, you know, a, a very good uh, you know, program. Uh -huh. and, and, and again, lots of kids and people, especially in that Panhandle area. You, had, uh, you know, you got uh, Coeur d'Alene and, and, and Lake City and Coeur d'Alene, which are huge 5As that have great success. And Post Falls, uh, you know, Coach Choate actually, I think, spent time at Post Falls. And then Lakeland High School, Timberlake, Sandpoint, you know, Lewiston. Yeah. Uh, there, there's some good programs there. And then the you Moscow the, Bears had a decent program when yeah, I was there. Yeah, I forgot about you being in Moscow. Yeah, the Moscow Bears. And then, you know, you get to the Boise Valley area, and oh, it's just blown up with, you know, population. and. Uh, you know, a lot of good football players. You know, prior to College of Idaho, you know, Coach Van Deest had a, a pipeline there. He got yeah. a lot of Idaho kids. Danny just got a big kid from Idaho. That's I, I first thing. That. First yeah. thing I said is that that, that guy would have been Van Deest guy, yeah. guy uh, a few years ago. And, and you think about it, at that time, you only had, you know, boys. I'm good. You had, uh, I think, about the time I was there, they they were still all in the Big Sky, Boise State, Idaho, yeah. and, and, and Idaho State. And then, you know, they, they made their moves up and stuff. So those in-between kids, they, got you know, left they, out, they yeah. didn't have any place to go, you know. They could go to Utah to some of the JCs or something. But, uh, you know, the, the Frontier did a pretty good job. You know, Western used to do a pretty good job of getting yeah. some of those kids. And, and uh, Mike had a, a pipeline. Mike but, seemed to get the best ones. <laughs> yeah, had some good ones. And then, you know, now their program, you know. And, yeah. and 
and I, I, I know they're going to play the, the one or two College of Idaho, but, but I think, you know, I think it's going to be a heck of a game. That, 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 that school only it's beat. It's such an unfortunate draw for Western oh, to have College of Idaho. Their first playoff game, they play the only team to beat them yeah. in the conference. And that, that happened a few times with Carroll and, and Southern. You know, yeah. I, I know the year after Casey was done playing, Northern too. Coach. Northern and Carroll played. Oh, yeah. yeah. The year after Casey was done playing, he coached one year with Coach Van Deest. And, that quarterfinal game was in Helen in the snow, and it was Southern and and Carroll, and it was right down to the, whoever had the ball last, and, and Southern won. And the next two games, they win by three or four touchdowns, yeah. you know, going to the championship. So it'd be interesting to see this. That, that team only beat Dickinson 28 to three, and and uh, Coach Stanton's done a good job of changing the dynamics of yeah. of Dickinson. You know, they're they're. They've become My a lot good buddy more Russell McCarville uh, yeah. calling the plays and offense. Yeah, Russ. Yeah, and and, uh, and Russ was at uh, at uh, Capital when my son coached yeah. at Capital, and then of course Russ and, and Bart uh, Avi are really good friends, being Glendive guys, you know. But yeah, uh, yeah so a lot I of mean, Montana kids on that there are team too. Yeah, and 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 Pete's, you know, that's what I loved about the article they talked about him. He talked about. You know his, his heritage here. You know his yeah. his dad is yeah, a '57 maroon. Yeah, they're related to the Peoples, is right? Uh, no, uh, uh, the Cronleys is who that. Yeah, so Mrs. Cronley was. A, I thought Stans were distantly related to Peoples as well. Oh, I don't know about that. You have to confirm. I could have just made that up, though. I don't. Because Tim is a Don and Ice class, and hmm. uh, Cronley, you know, spent his whole life in education as well. But uh, you know the Stanton boys have been uh, pretty successful and. And I know the one sister in Townsend, Missy, Racked, you know, she's a Stanton as well. I, when I was in Boulder, I'd see, you know, a lot of her. So, yeah, it's, those frontier programs give a kid an opportunity to, to play, you know, those, yeah. those tweeners. And, and, For um, sure, yeah. And so, you know, the dynamic in Idaho has really changed. I mean, College of Idaho can do a good job of recruiting. They've had some luck with some drop-down kids, even from Boise yeah. State. And so that'll be an interesting game this week. Yeah, when you moved back from Idaho, was it to teach at Central? You know, I moved back and taught at East Middle School for oh, is that one where you year. Were? Yeah, really. If I, did, if I stayed there, I'd probably be retired now. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, uh, Don is uh, my classmate and teammate, and and his mom is my wife's aunt. So, uh, Colleen's dad was the only boy with five sisters. You know. And, yeah. And. Uh, you know, I'm sure that, that had some of the influence on it. So I, I went and taught there, and I worked for uh, Jim Cambage at uh, Murdy for a couple of years as well. And then they recruited me to be the principal. It was never on my my bucket list to get into administration, but yeah. you know, jumped in and was there 10 years doing that. And then when the, my kids were in college, I was like, well, I, I have a superintendent license too. Maybe I should see, you know, yeah. if I'm worth a dang or not. And so uh, I was hired and in Boulder in 2013, and I spent nine years there. So. Do you know Midge Revenus? You know, Midge was my typing teacher yeah. at... Uh, I, I was, when I, I went... Uh, she was my typing teacher, and she was strict on the dress code. She was strict on the shaving, you know. I always wondered what she would have thought when I went into Central and kids were wearing shorts. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you, well, you, you relaxed the dress code tremendously for those A kids. little bit, yeah, just to, you know, try to... I of course, mean, a little bit seems tremendously. Yeah. Hard. I mean, I'm a a fan of change, especially in education. You know, I, yeah. You know, an hour in the seat, you know, for every period. It's like, you know, and and is that really the most successful manner? Some kids learn in way different 
styles, yeah. especially in, when I was in Boulder at Jefferson High School, you know, that there'd be kids on the verge of, uh, you know, maybe quitting school or whatever, and yeah, I'd sit down with them and find out, you know, that they, you know, they had a, a knack for the wood shop or the welding shop, you know, so we'd make deals. Hey, I'll get you in there an extra hour if you, yeah. we've got to get this math and science done, you know. And, and so I, even though I'm a former AP calculus teacher, yeah. and, there is a huge importance for me in the trades and in career yeah. technical ed courses and and you know trying to provide life skills for those kids i mean you look at our trades right now or you know we have a, a great need for them and they're 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 good paying jobs the kids don't have debt uh you know so when i first started there there were two dual credit courses when i left there were 13 or 14 half of them were in career technical ed Kid could go to Northern with 18, 21 credits, you know, and yeah. welding two, welding three, and CAD, and, and uh, you know those type of things, which 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 are huge. And and I do that stuff myself. Yeah. You know, I, well, that wasn't an option when I went to Central. No, there was no no, no nothing like that. I mean, no. of course, our computer class then was we'd play pong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, it was a while ago, uh, and, and we've <laughs> seen the change. You know, people used to laugh at the University of Phoenix, you know, because it was the first really large online yeah. program you know well they got a stadium named after him so yeah. you know they, they must be making some money uh, and then uh, you know COVID really transformed education as yeah. well and, and our our state uh, and the office of public instruction and our state legislature has changed you know some of the rules that I, you know i think are are important, you know. Seat, seat time, not, not so much Elsie, but uh, the, uh, the the legislature. She, she changed the danger level of getting on and off a bus too. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Look six ways, you know. But, Watch uh, out for the super speeding you know, by the bus. It, it depends on how that that kid learns, you know. And, and yeah. so I'm 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 a big proponent of that, and I, I just see some of the opportunities in our community. You know, you have. You know, you got Montana Precision Products, and you have, yeah, you know, maybe, uh, you know, the the wood manufacturer out in the Silver Bowl, um, those type of things. You know, figure out a way to get kids that are on the edge into those programs and provide them with a skill, and, and uh, you know, you'd be surprised. Uh, Thank you. Uh, you know, what what can happen with them? You know. Yeah. My favorite part was going out into the welding shop and wood shop when I was in Boulder, you know, two young teachers, I'd see them work with kids and that, that's the whole deal behind education. I don't care how smart you are, yeah. you know, I don't care where you graduated in your program. If you can't build relationships with kids, you're in the wrong business. I'm yeah. sorry, you know, because once you can build that relationship, you know, the, the learning is going to take place and, and at, the, at, the, at the best level, yeah. you know, and, 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 and the other part of it, that I spent a lot of my time with, and it, you know, relates to, you know, things and events in my life. You know, the the mental health of kids and adults in, is so important. You know, and I remember arguing with a teacher one time. You know, well, they're not doing this or this or this. And I remember saying, I don't care that you're nationally certified as a teacher. I, I should not have said yeah. that, but but I did. <laughs> I said, thank you. If the if that kid is not in the right mental state they're not going to learn anything yeah you know let them go see the therapist let them you know we'll, yeah. we'll get to that other stuff after let's get them in a in a common area and and so we did that we we, we had uh, 
you know, we had a, a suicide over there my first or second year, which just was a tough deal, you know. And, and yeah, I, uh, I thought about, you know, how, how can we provide some change? And so we worked on some things. We wrote a grant. Um, and we were one of eight schools, you saw, that uh, piloted peer-to-peer uh, -peer, uh, teen mental health first aid. It was sponsored by Lady Gaga's foundation. And, and she's an adamant spokesperson as well, you know. And to this date, every student in that school is is trained in in uh, in peer-to-peer uh, -peer first aid and peer-to-peer -peer is not counseling it's not it's like recognizing my friends that are having issues yeah finding that right adult to go talk to so something bad doesn't happen you know and I give them all my phone my cell number when I was there hey you know, get a late call hey I'm worried I saw this on snapchat you know way we'd go we'd start the process and and just being able to to build those relationships. I knew who on staff those kids would go to. Yeah. So that I could talk and say, hey, what, what's going on here? How can we help this kid? What's what's up and, and so forth? And, and, you know, those are huge components of education that they don't train us for, you know? Yeah. They trained me to teach math and physics. Yeah. yeah. Well, when they, when they were training you anyway, there was no Snapchat. No. So no. There was a time when kids were giving you a bunch of crap at school. You didn't have to deal with it again until you went back to school the next day. You got to go home and get away from it. Right, right. Now kids can't get away from it because the phones, it's like an extension of all that stuff that never leaves them. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, it's just, you know, it's just compound. You know, an event happens and then that that young man or a young woman gets, you know, 15, 20 texts from, you know, quote friends or not yeah. friends and saying, hey, you know, this day you do this, you, you get, you know, and it just, you know, gets ugly, you know, and, and, um, it's just the world we're living in right yeah. now. Yeah, that's amazing, though, getting kids to look out for each other. Because I've seen so much of it where the kids are doing the exact opposite yeah. of looking out for each other. And, of course, you know, the junior high age is probably the worst, but high school can be tough. It's like Ari Gray used to point out, said, the junior high kids, if they just realize they're all in it together, yeah. you know, they can help each other because they, they, all, they all got zits. They yeah. all feel awkward. They're all, their voices crack, and everyone's yeah. uncomfortable. But... They, if they yeah. just helped each other, of course, it's easier said than yeah. done. I don't know how you'd ever but, get But you have that, to, but. in today's day and age, you've got to train them to do that. You yeah. know, uh, you, hey, that's that's not right. You know, hey, let's be on the supportive side of that. And, yeah. and you know, Ari's another one. Ari's successful because he builds relationships with kids. Yeah. I'm just telling you right now. He's got that dynamic personality, and he's a good teacher. Yeah, he and, knows every kid's name in school. Right, right. And and that's, that's so important, you know, to... Yeah to be able and to, to find those supports and, uh, and uh, you know, reach out to those kids and, uh, you know, because it'll make a difference. And someday yeah. in life they're going to come back and say, hey, you know, you made a difference. And I've, I've had a bunch of those, you know, and I'm trying to figure out, all right, thousands of kids I've been around over 35 years, who the heck was that, you know? Yeah. And then, no, go and ask them who they were, you know? Yeah. And say, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't remember you. And, and they understand that, but... Uh, you know, well, they look different. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they usually look different when they're, yeah. uh, when they're 30 years old or yeah. so. But it's so important yeah. to do that stuff, you know, and, and to learn to network, you know. Yeah. And th that's not a skill that we have in our society right now, yeah. or it's not used properly, you know. And yeah. People always laugh at me about networking, you know, because I'll, I'll say, well, how do you know him or how do you know them? Well, I've just built a lifetime of networking. They laugh at me. I was like, "Well, laugh at me till you need me to make a phone call." Yeah, you know, and yeah. then and then uh, 
and see what's up, you know, so. Yeah, that must feel good uh, when, well, I remember when I coached, first year I coached Little League Baseball, though, we had a little kid named Jeffrey Burrups, wouldn't swing at the pitch at all, just would stand there and he would strike out looking every time, you know, never got the benefit of the doubt when right. the umpire knew he wasn't going to swing, you know, and uh, we used to motivate the kids because I was a part-timer at the Montana Standard, then I had to do the Little League write-ups, and I let him pick his nickname if he'd swing the bat. And uh, he fouled the pitch off, and I was third base coach, and I was balling. I felt I was so proud of that kid. So he fouled the pitch off, and he didn't, didn't get a hit, didn't get on bat. I think he ended up striking out. But the next day in the paper, I, I, he was Jeffrey Babe Ruth Burris, Burrups. <laughs> I think it was Burrups. Or it might have been Burrups. I can't remember if it was Burrups or Burrups. But, and I never saw that kid that he played again or anything, but he fouled that pitch off, and I felt like, I felt like Newt Rockney because I got that kid to swing and then hit, right. the, hit the ball. So, but when you get a kid comes back when he's you know, 25, 30 years old and tells you that you helped him out, that's got to feel pretty cool. Oh, yeah, it does. And they've got to have fun in, in, in what they're doing. I yeah. mean, you see that today. I mean, there's a lot of things they can do outside of participation that are yeah. a lot funner than what you're asking them to do. You know, and, and that's why I struggle with certain things, you know, like when – I don't know where it's at because I'm out of the business, but you know, to to get rid of like the walk-up songs and stuff. I was like, really, we're just yeah, kids are just having fun. You know, as long as it's appropriate, you know, let them have that, fun. I tell you what, that was the hard part of when I was announcing the the, 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 the Butte Motorman was they had the third Legion team this year, and I was their announcer for home games, and I had to do walk-up songs. The kids lost the first game one time, and the coaches were all mad and everything. I go down by, they're all waiting in line to eat, and they're like, great job with the announcing, because I played a yeah. walk-up song for all of them. But you had to find the clean version. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. none of them want, none of them want no. Willie Nelson. No. You know, they, they're going with songs, no. and I don't know them, so I had to go find the clean version of all the songs. But, yeah, that, that is so much fun. And that's fun, as a, me being a sports writer at Butte High, when those kids were coming out wrestling the walk-up yeah. songs, that's one of the best things ever. Oh, I... And just the, the ability to have fun, you know. Yeah. I mean, you, you think of wrestling itself, where it has come, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, uh, you know, the, the, the female participation. Yeah. I mean, it's grown exponentially, yeah. you know. Why would you take away, yeah, it doesn't matter, that, you know, male or female with the wrestling, but why would you take away something like that, yeah. uh, you know, when, when they're, you know, just, just trying to have fun, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we couldn't do that for the state tournament in baseball yeah. and that. But, of course, it wasn't for walk-up songs. There's that Milani girl who I would have forgot about wrestling. You know, she wrestled Josh Milani's daughter. Uh -huh. She came out to Big Balls by ACDC, <laughs> which would have been a great walk-up song for a boy. That it was for a girl. Yeah. It was beautiful. And then uh, that Ma Mason Christian, you know, two-time state champion for Butte High, right. he came out every, every home match, came out to Why Can't We Be Friends, which was just, I mean, you got to have... The opponent must yeah. have been thinking about that, laughing. You know, be like me in baseball, playing, yeah. uh, put <laughs> yeah. me in coach, you know, yeah. ready to play. But it was just, uh, yeah, that kind of stuff's just so much fun for kids. And, you know, the, it, it's tough, of course, you know, you're put in place like the MHSA, the rules they have to enforce oh, and, yeah. and, and stuff. They're, they're kind of hard because. You, well, they're guided dealing, by the National Federation, yeah. you know. And, 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 and they're dealing with lots of issues, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, because it's not. I'm, I'm not taking a jab issues. at those guys. They yeah. have a tough job. No, but Mark it, did a great job. Brian's doing a great job. But so, sometimes they seem like the fun police, though. Yeah. <laughs> right. and, I, and I call them on it. And they have to be that way. And it's, and it's almost never their idea. Yeah. 
you know, but uh, yeah, but they've done some great things. So like like wrestling is one of yeah. the Montana's one of the states has had this exponential growth, and yeah. and Brian used to oversee wrestling. He was a big part of that, you know, and and it, it is so cool to go to the you know it's always been cool to go to the state all class wrestling tournament. I've never actually been there, but you need to go yeah. and put it on your bucket list, and then. You know, now you have a, a whole mat dedicated to those girls, you know, right in the middle of all of that. It is, awesome. it is the coolest uh, thing. And, and the programs, uh, you know, that have done well, you know, yeah. around the state, doesn't matter if it's double A or A or B or, or whatever it happens to be, you know, it's, it's a great addition to, yeah. to uh, participation. And we've got girls getting college scholarships yeah. because of it. Exactly. You know, the more opportunities you create, the better you are. Yeah. And that's what, uh, yeah, they did a lot of great things. Yeah. In, ba in baseball, too, there's baseball caught a little flack because it's, it's tough to play a baseball season, and we saw that last year. But I love that they tried. Yeah. And I love that they're, we're going to keep trying. Well, and, and, uh, and kudos to those programs that, that, that jumped at it. You know, there, there seemed to be a lot of pushback with the AA schools. The yeah. first year, you didn't see a lot. But I see Missoula voted it in last week. Oh, did they? Um, you know, and... Uh, and others, you know, uh, and again, it's just being able to work together, you know, work with those legion coaches and and so forth, because you you're in it together, you know. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want a couple of months of prep, you know, in the spring before you start yeah. the legion ball, you know, that many more yeah. reps and that many more swings and, and and so forth. And again, just another opportunity yeah. uh, to participate. When I was in Idaho, baseball was huge. Uh, the, the baseball oh. coach at, at um, when I was at Idaho Falls High School, as a young guy that played at Eastern Washington, uh, his name was uh, John Bridges. His dad was Rocky Bridges, who played for the Brooklyn Dodgers, oh. and then the expansion, you know, uh, Anaheim Angels at that time, you know, and um, uh, I got to meet Rock. And, and, well, that's pretty uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Shop where the champions shop. Dig City Supply is now the official online retailer of Montana Tech Athletics, and you're home to everything or diggers. But that's just where we start. We've got Uptown's largest selection of Butte High and Butte Central apparel, as well as all the area elementary schools. And while you're in, be sure to check out our special line of gear that we call the Butte Icon Collection. We've partnered with some cherished Butte businesses and organizations to create some fun, nostalgic designs celebrating all the awesomeness that we have right here in town. Wear your pride from Dig City Supply, the official online retailer of Montana Tech Athletics. Uptown Butte at 43 West Park Street and online at digcitysupply.com. Lone Peak Physical Therapy is your premier privately owned physical therapy, occupational therapy, certified hand therapy, pelvic health, and personal training facility located right here in beautiful Butte, Montana. With over 21 years of experience, our team here at Lone Peak is hyper-focused on you, your goals, and finding a way to help you get better, faster. We provide one-on-one -on -one care with the highest quality specialized services. Are you tired of dealing with your low back pain, arthritis, carpal tunnel, neck pain, headaches, and shoulder pain? Did you just have a recent surgery? Do you struggle with feeling off balance or do you get dizzy during your day? How about a custom splint built for your hand and wrist? Did you recently have a baby and now your body feels tremendously foreign to you? Look no further. We are here for you and ready to help you move better and feel better every step of the way. You do not need a doctor's referral to come in and see us. We accept health insurance and also offer comprehensive self-pay options. Don't settle for mediocre health care. Your journey to living better and getting back to doing what you love can start today. Give us a call at 406-494-7050 
or visit our website at LonePeakPT.com to speak to an expert now. Lockmer Plumbing is more than Butte's complete union plumbing shop. Whether it is sponsoring Little League Baseball, high school athletics, Montana Tech, Youth Racing, 4-H, Mining City Christmas, Action Inc.'s Homeless Solution Program, Head Start, or Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Butte, Lockmer Plumbing is always looking out for the people of the mining city. Owned and operated by Troy and Amy Lockmer since 2002, Lockmer Plumbing can handle all your residential, commercial, and industrial plumbing needs as well as making repairs and installations on all plumbing and boiler systems. In the heart of Uptown Butte, Lockmer Plumbing can also assist on new construction and planning for your new home or development. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerPlumbing.com today. Lockmer Plumbing has your pipes covered and so much more. Oh look, there's another one. Your favorite tavern, neighborhood gas station, and video stores have all been turned into the same thing, a casino. At Crazy Carol's, we've been doing things the right way for more than three decades. So let me introduce myself. I'm Deb Dinius, the manager of Crazy Carol's Casino Mill Bar, where you'll always find fun in motion and service that sets us apart. Take a trip off the beaten path. Come on over to the hood. We're located on the corner of Walnut and Hayes, where you'll find the big red barn just off the shores of beautiful Lake Burke. And don't forget, Bucko the Horse is available for photos. At Crazy Carol's Casino and Mill Bar, we're still so grievous after all these years. Thank you, Butte. Everybody knows the place to go. Crazy Carol's Casino and Mill Bar. You already know about the Knights of Columbus Athletic Club, which is the best workout bargain in town. But did you know the KC also is home to JoyFit 406? JoyFit 406 is Butte's only boutique fitness studio offering indoor cycling as well as a rich variety of other fitness classes from dance fitness and bar to Pilates, strength and conditioning, and flow. Regardless of your fitness level, JoyFit 406 fosters a spirit of inclusion and community. At JoyFit 406, they believe in more than just fitness. They believe in building connections and friendship that last a lifetime. Join their vibrant community today where health, happiness, and camaraderie come together in perfect harmony. Your journey to a stronger, more joyful you starts at JoyFit 406. To book a class or to get more information, visit JoyFit406.com. Like JoyFit406 on social media and download the JoyFit406 app. Also, don't forget to book the renovated Knights of Columbus Hall for your party or reception today. The Knights of Columbus is a proud sponsor of the Buttecast. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe how big, when I was in Moscow that spring, how big baseball was. There's so, even the tiny schools played baseball. And they were really good. And, my, of course, my favorite thing was the time when it, uh, the Moscow Bears were going to the state tournament. And I get this guy from the Boise area call me up to, to see if I could give him some information on scouting the team, you know. Which I didn't have a whole lot other than right. this guy's left-handed, this guy's right-handed. But the coach was Butte Central graduate Jerry Hollow. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was sort of small world. I spent team. a couple of years with Jerry. So when he was first married, him and his wife lived in Idaho Falls. Yeah. And he, I think he was teaching in Rigby, and she was in our district. And they were only there a couple of years, and then they moved to the Boise Valley, and he's been there ever since, you know. So yeah. we had that little bit of Idaho tie as well, you know. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I, I still have those dear friends from, from yeah. Idaho, even though it's, you know, 30 years ago. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love my teaching situation, yeah. but the fact that we got to come home and raise our kids here. And, yeah. Like I said, Leave for a few years, like you did, uh, and, and you learn to appreciate this community so more and more. So I hear people gripe. Yeah, yeah I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute! You know, try something else and see if you feel the same way." <laughs> yeah, you know. 
Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, and the education, I don't know if education changed a lot, but of course we see it in sports has changed a lot, which you saw because I had a national, for the column I wrote about incidents over in, with coaches over in Boulder, right. I had a TV or a radio station from like North or South Dakota call me up and ask me to be on the air to interview me about the situation and the, and what it's like in Montana because we had coaches fired when their administrator like they 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 voted to get rid of Coach Lang. Oh yeah. In Boulder, luckily the the outrage. Well, and, and brought him kept him back. I, I understand the you know how it works with boards. Yeah. You know, um, my whole deal with Coach Lang was me and the principal Mike Mudry had no idea what was going to happen that night. You know, if there's heads up, hey, you know, we're not going to renew, you know, and I'd say, I'd start asking the questions why, so forth, and, you know, let coaches have a heads up and, and all that stuff, yeah. you know. And, and then if they vote and decide, it's, you know, I'm still going to say shame on them. Yeah. But, but at least it was done, you know, appropriately. So for that not to occur. Yeah, you were just kind of blindsided, right? Yeah, but, yeah, so... My Irish was up. I, I'm like 40-something uh, yeah, I think I talked to you on Irish. the phone that night, yeah. yeah well, you, you did. Uh, you know, I found out I was more Irish than I wanted to be. My sister got me 23 and me for Christmas one year and yeah. finally did that, you know. But, you know, I let loose at the end of the meeting and, and, and got into it with a board member. And, and, you know, thank goodness I bit my lip real hard instead of <laughs> cool. remembering yeah, I was from Centerville, you yeah. know. Uh, and... and I was the first one to go talk to Clint, and and you know it was a it wasn't fun, no. you know, and um, but the good came out of it, you know, because the, the the Langs are salt of the earth; they really yeah. are uh, good people. And Clint's a real quiet guy, unless you're talking about football and yeah, and uh, you know the Steelers and and uh, a few other things. But he does so many good things for kids, you know, that people don't know about. Yeah. Um, and uh, has done a great job in that program. And, and like I said, he's from one of the winningest programs in Idaho history. Yeah. And, and we go way back. So when I was hired in Boulder in 2013, um, the first person I talked to is Mike Charlton. Well, Mike was an assistant coach in the 82 Shrine game. <laughs> he was the head football coach in, at Boulder Jefferson High School. And, uh, of course, he had one of the Timmer boys. You know, so uh, they played in the Shrine game, played were, for the they Cats. Okay, yeah. yeah, they were okay, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, typical of me, finding out about each of the staff, I'm talking to Clint, and I said, where, where are you from? He's like, well, I'm from uh, Blackfoot, Idaho. I said, well, did you play Blackfoot? He's like, no, I played at Snake River. I was like, oh, you played for Coach Harrison. And, and I said, well, what years? And he told me, and I'm thinking back, and I was like, you little sucker. We played Snake River non-conference. They were bigger. Yeah. My, my first or second year at Firth as the head coach, and they put it on us. And uh, late in the game, they put in the young sophomore quarterback for Snake River to to play. Well, it was Clint. No, he was a quarterback. Yeah. Too, huh? Yeah. And they had they were really good. They had. This, I just assumed he was the center. I yeah. Well, they ran the option. They yeah. ran a lot of just yeah. like Coach Petrino, you know. Yeah. And. Uh, he, you know, they were really good. They won a championship that year. They had a big back. His name was Charlie Bear. Uh, his nephew's that Gatlin Bear that's, uh, that's from um, Idaho. That uh, He was like a four-star. Everybody yeah. in the world wanted him. He committed to Boise State, but now he decommitted and was thinking Oregon State. But now 
with Coach yeah. Smith leaving, who knows what he's going to do. But, yeah, I was like, I remember you. And ever since then, we've had that, you know, that, that uh, you know, football uh, dialogue. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we figured it out, you know. We had to have a, a special board meeting, and they redacted, uh, you know, the, the non-renewal and then, uh, you know, through a bunch of testimony. The yeah. gym was full. You know how those work. Yeah. Uh, and he was uh, reappointed. It, it, you've seen his success. You know, he went to the semis again this year with a team that was beat up. You know, he lost the, the quarterback early. And one of the – he's a good athlete, this Oxart kid. He's a junior, you know. and But to continue to, to be successful. You know, and he played. He played for Eastern Oregon, you know, before yeah. they joined the, joined the, uh, the, the frontier. Uh, and it's just had – you know, a lot of success and he had it as a basketball coach too you know he's highly competitive uh and uh, you know he does things the right way you yeah. know he that and hang out in the bars he doesn't you know i'll just say it on air he doesn't do that stuff you know yeah. and uh, can't say that for me but uh, <laughs> uh you know um you know so i was glad to see it work the the way it did and him to be able to because he's he's he, like I said, he does things the right way, yeah. and he is so he's so good with kids, and it's not just about football. No, that's when um, <clears throat> my buddy Jan gets on me on Facebook a lot. I don't know why he reads my columns because he hates sports, but <laughs> he he talks about football being you know basically an introduction to tribalism and how bad it is and stuff. And yeah. but I think you know the student athletes that play those sports and. They get better grades than the kids who don't play sports. A lot of you know, I, I think if you did a study, you'd see kids who play sports on average have higher grades than kids who don't. But uh, when you look at some of the things you get out of sports, I think Clint Lang is about everything that's good about high school football. Yeah, and you know, those that don't enjoy the, the game, and I'm not saying you have to enjoy any yeah. of the sporting events, but what they do for you personally in life are huge. I mean. Yeah, it teaches you to have to work together, yeah. you know, because the minute you start chirping, you're not going to have success, yeah. you know. <laughs> and you build friends for life. I mean, on my phone, there's a group text from the 86 group, and it lights up, and, you know, on silly things, and yeah. <laughs> whether they're political or whatever, you know, yeah. uh, be on the opposite side of the aisles. I don't care about that. These are the, the guys that I played with. And it happens all the time. It happened on Thanksgiving morning, you know, and... And, uh, and and that's almost 40 years ago, you know. Yeah. And then uh, I see it with my son, who played at Carroll as well, and the, the the relationship he has with his his teammates. You know, their deal now though is to get online, and play games against each other, yeah. and then you get to talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. I, I've never played a video game in my life, so I, I wouldn't know, you know. But <laughs> not even Asteroids. No, no, really? that. Yeah. Well, little Donkey Kong at. Uh, <laughs> At Maloney's when I got through cleaning it in high school. Oh, you clean Maloney's? Court, yeah, clean Maloney's in high school. Yeah, I was the swapper. Uh, but, uh, you know, it just, it, and that happens in in every competition. You hear them talk about family all the time. Yeah. And you, you see it. I mean, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Danny Thatch, you know, because I've known him forever. And, I love what he does there, but you know, I like him except for except for November twenty second, twenty nineteen. I liked him every other day. (laughs) But you see, you know what Kyle's trying to do with that program, and and what Ryan did down at Western this year, and 
uh, you know, what Coach Purcell, he's a teammate, you know, all of them are trying, even at, even at small levels. They talk about it at the big levels, which really has an interesting dynamic because they really come from all over the place. But you learn those skills, you know, and you build, you know, permanent friendships uh, and, and support. You know, what, the minute you were done playing for Coach Petrino, he'd do anything for you. Yeah. You know, he'd write a letter, he'd make a phone call, he'd whatever it took, you know. If you were loyal to, to him and his program, you know, you had that loyalty, you know, for life. And, and that's huge. That's a good chip to have on your yeah, side. Yeah, it's really, it's really good, to, you know. And, and even if high school is your last level of competition, you have those, those friendships and, and hopefully those coaches that made a positive influence yeah. on, on you. Yeah, and that's like uh, every gray people. I go to football, be at football games, and I now that I, I sit in the stands instead of on the field, yeah. I hear all these people talking about how stupid Harry Gray is or how they couldn't believe they did this, you know. Yeah. And I'm I'm just so glad my son's playing for Harry Gray because Harry told, told me years ago, I think he said it on the radio show, is that people think that my job is to win football games. That's not, you know. And I thought that was great for a guy to say, yeah. you know, because it's not about winning and losing football games. It's about just Building, building, yeah. uh, building better I, kids. Most of my life, I grew up in a single parent family. You know, I think of those male influences on my life, and yeah. and uh, the importance of you know. Sometimes it was harsh love, you know, but the fact that it, you know, helped groom me a little bit in the right direction, yeah. you know, is, is uh, huge. And and I did that through school, you know. I mean, uh, in teaching and even in my leadership roles, you know. I work for Youth Dynamics right now in, in, uh, in the develop, development office in, in this side of the state. And I got tied to them in Boulder because they have a treatment facility yeah. there, you know, and, and saw those kids in those programs and, and how important it was that the right teachers went out onto that campus to, you know, that, that had a, 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 a positive influence on yeah. them. And, and I was blessed at Boulder. There's a great teaching staff there, uh, really dedicated to kids and there's great kids there too you know yeah. and uh, support from family but you know I, I was challenged a couple of times one time I had a young man that uh, uh, finished the program and they enroll right in Jefferson High School but teachers go onto that campus you know they don't come off because it's 24-7 wanted to go back to the parent school and graduate well he, Jefferson was like 22 or 23 credits and he needed one more 24 in their program I said well this is archaic you know, yeah. here's a kid with a couple strikes against him anyways, uh, you know, and wants to go back and graduate. And they're like, no. So I had many meetings and challenged and whatever. And, and finally, you know, they challenged me. Well, do you do something about it? So we got a committee together and uh, in uh, the 21 legislature we actually passed a bill for those kids, you know. So any kid that has been incarcerated uh, is homeless. Yeah. Uh, has had a significant mental illness diagnosed, severe event in their life, or typical of a good thing in Montana, number five, at the discretion of the local school board, every public school in Montana has to honor a 20-credit diploma. People say, well, that's watered down, whatever. It's like, it's only 20 credits at Butte High School. Yeah. It's only 20 credits at Columbus High School. You know, Are those watered-down programs? No, they're not. You know, Those kids get their 20, they're at Tech or Highland or in a work study program yeah. or, or whatever it happens to be, you know. So, uh, that, you know, that passed and, and passed easily. There were four no votes, I think, and three votes in the House, you know, four guys without a heart. 
but uh, you know, it, it just providing the opportunity for you know those that have had some you know issues in their life. You know, yeah. and, and and again, again, there's been some great positive moves in education. We're talking more education because that's the most important thing to me. Yeah, move beyond archaic deals. So. I remember when the Montana Youth Challenge first started. Uh, Tim Hansen was one of the, the first guys down there. Just spent 20 years in the Corps and just got out and and um, helped start that program. And I was like, well, I don't know how that's going to work. You know, kids, there's some that need the discipline and so forth. But if a kid enrolled in there from a high school when it originally started, it counted against your dropout rate. I was like, well, wait a minute here. You got this program that is trying to help these kids, why are you making it a negative effect on school districts? Yeah. So then they changed that, where it didn't count against your dropout rate, and then they changed, so they had certified teachers and all that, a kid could actually graduate from uh, the uh, Montana Youth Challenge in, in, in Dillon. And they've even finally gone beyond that. So now they can graduate, but they can come back and walk the stage of their parent school district. Yeah. I was like, well, how important is that? Yeah, that's you know? a big thing. Uh, that diploma is a, is a huge thing. People may not think it is, but, you know, it's the first stepping stone to success. Without it, you know. What so, is deck stacked against you? No yeah, matter, exactly. You want to wash dishes, you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, you see those changes. We talked about them earlier in the show uh, that uh, have made, a, you know, a positive influence because we're not the John Dewey, you know, of education and in, uh, to provide those different opportunities and supports yeah. so they're successful are, are huge, yeah. you know. doesn't yeah. matter what, what it is, you know, whether it's homeschooling or, or whatever, you know. I don't care, you yeah. know. Hey, Butte America, Jeremiah Shields here at Lescovar Honda. We got some winter specials designed to keep your vehicle clean and looking sharp. If you're in need of a new windshield, let us take care of you and we will take $60 off of your next full detail. Short on funds? No worries. We've got flexible financing terms for just about everybody. Also, we are offering free windshield chip repair and headlight restoration with the purchase of a full detail. Remember, we offer pickup and delivery service as well at no cost. Because here at Lescovar Honda, we got you. This message is brought to you by Anode Designs here in Anaconda. Hi, this is Blake, sports broadcasting legend and Golden Tee Golf semi-professional. During my time as a world-renowned sports broadcaster, covering all 12,348 Montana schools over my 21 years on the job, I've seen and heard it all. But nothing compares to the ButteCast. Don't take it from me. Take it from a formerly employed disc jockey turned shrewd corporate shill. Tell you all about it. Hi, Paul Panisco here. Over my time in broadcasting, Blake is easily in the top 120 broadcasters I've ever heard call a high school volleyball match before. And forget about being the best voice ever in Anaconda High School streaming service history. He's also his family's all-you-can-eat buffet eating champion. Ha <laughs> ha! Embellishment is the word of the day, kids. And there's nobody who embellishes facts and figures quite like our boy Billy here on the ButteCast. Mr. Foley is doing a fine job letting all of us outsiders learn about the trials and tribulations of the second or third greatest city here in Montana. Our baby brother Butte. And because he's doing such a fine job, let us tell you of another who does fine work in your fair city. John and company at 5518 and Big City in Uptown Butte. 
They can customize any wearable garments you can imagine, except the thongs and unmentionables Billy wears. That's all us here at Anno Designs. If your company is needing embroidery in a jiffy, call on us here at Anno Designs. We know you can't get it in a week anywhere else, but we can. And all jokes aside, cue your Bears and Red Sox takes. That's no embellishment. What is? Uh, what do you think about uh, the kids? To do? one of the issues I have when I watch my kids try to do something is there's nothing for these kids to do, like at, at night, you know, other than sports. Like uh, football games over on Friday, they like to they'll go out to Buffalo Wild Wings, and yeah. a couple times they couldn't get into Buffalo Wild Wings because it was too busy or they're closing early or you know these places and and. They go to Walmart and just hang out. There's just nothing to do, and I, you know, you hate. You remember that uh, a few years ago where the Jerry's Corner Bar is now that's now the Stagger and Ox. The guy tried to turn it into like a game, right, room, right. But he didn't make money. You know, you got to learn to make. Right. You know, it's really hard business, and the kids didn't show up. But it'd be nice to see if we could do something for the kids, because like when years ago the kids had the Columbia Gardens. They had. I mean, the driving was open seven nights a week it's not open as much anymore there's movie theaters and is good to go to now because hollywood is focusing on streaming instead right. of turning out good movies it used right. to be used to be plaza six would have six good movies to go uh, options to see now there's like it's just not we have three bowling alleys you have yeah. one now you know uh, yeah there's just not as much to do i don't know what to do. of course i like that guy who tried to build that what we call jams i think he called it right. it was a great idea i thought i thought this guy's gonna make a fortune Right. And it just didn't didn't last at all, but I so I wouldn't know what to do, what you that's can do. A, that's a, a tough question because, yeah. you know, what what do you do? There, so many things are focused on, you know, individualized success. Yeah. I see that in Montana City, somebody's opening up an academy, a basketball academy. Yeah, um, you know, you just wonder, is it focused on? certain clientele or, or whatever you know yeah is it is it the travel stuff or whatever it happens to be you know well if that's the case you're you're limiting a, a large portion of yeah. our, our student population you know that who knows how successful they could be but they don't have you know those uh, those abilities to uh, you know to participate so yeah i don't know it'd be nice to have a complex of of some sort you know yeah I remember racing out of school in high school to get to Cherokee Park for a pickup game till dark, you know, in the yeah. in the spring or, or whatever it happens to be. Uh, you know, even the encouragement of slow pitch softball. I mean, when we started in high school and college, we were in the F League. You know, that's how yeah. many how many teams play. We were a pretty good squad yeah. in the F League. You know, yeah, the schedule of the Montana Standard was so big. By the time I left Standard, it it take like it would take two minutes to type the yeah. whole schedule up, and it used to be an all day job. Yeah. And at the adult level, it was a huge economic, you know, boom. You know, you think about the deluxe tournaments or the Steinhaus in Great Falls or yeah. wherever it happens to be. Those were huge things. But without having the feeder part of it, you know, the kids you're talking about, you know, it's not going to happen. So I don't have an answer to it, yeah. but uh, it's a great question. Yeah, because it uh, seems like even little things that we could do, like open the water park late at night for the kids in the, in the summertime. Because it closes at 7. And the water park's kind of geared for young kids anyway. Right. You know, but if, it'd be great if they kept it open until midnight or 1 in the morning on Friday and Saturday. Hey, do you know if, I don't know if that's a manpower thing, like a lot of the I think it probably on. is. Yeah. You know, you, only, you got to have lifeguards, and you can only have so many lifeguards. Right. So it's, right. it's, not, it's not an easy answer, but... Right. We, we, we see that, and, and like I say, the, the 2020 and that stretch in there, 
really changed the dynamics yeah. of everything, you know? It, it was tough. El Taco is highly successful, and they're open from 10 to 4 Monday through Friday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think you'll ever go back in to sit down at Royce's. No. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, we went to, uh, it was about 10 to 5. We went into the Four B's in Missoula, the old Finnegan's. It's over right. the creek there. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, they said, no, we're, we, t- we stopped serving. I'm like, it's not even 5 o'clock. Yeah, it's, it's, it's changed a lot of things, you know, and that's Buffalo Wild Wings, the same thing is they have a hard time right. keeping enough employees to, to yeah. fit out. They got the, they got the buildings is big enough. Yeah. The, and, of course, I can't imagine, how would you like to be a waiter or a waitress trying to take care of 50 football players? <laughs> <laughs> Who, exactly. I'm sure they're not. On endless, endless wings. So I tell Grady, you better tip. <laughs> so you give a big tip. Calculate at least 20% there because I'm sure your, your, yeah. t- your friends aren't going to be tipping as much. Or, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough time for, to, to be raising kids, so kudos yeah. to you in that part of life because it – you know, there's so many challenges for them and, and their exposure to so many things. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have that, you know, and, and I, my, my, my era didn't, and you're a little bit behind me, you didn't as well. And, and uh, you know, it, 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 the complexity of the concrete mind trying to answer all those questions yeah. at, at that part of life is not easy, you know. Uh, so those that uh, think it is, it, it's not. We didn't have, uh, you know, all that stuff to worry about, you know. I, yeah. I remember being in college and me and Rochi hopping on the motorbikes and taking off and, you know, we get someplace, we just call and say, yeah, we made it. We'll see you in a few days or whatever yeah. it happens to be, you know. So you don't have that now. They're calling or texting. It, it comes over my earphones underneath my helmet, Yeah, you know. It's uh, it's still funny to me that to think that you, when you were principal of Butte Central and uh, then superintendent in Boulder, and one of your best friends in the world is Rochi. Well, <laughs> yeah. come to headquarters and see the other group that I yeah. motorcycle with and have built great friendships, you know, across. Do they still call themselves the douchebags? Was that, was that, that a Jay Bickford that thing? That was a Jay Bickford thing, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Jay was, I loved going with Jay. I only got a handful of trips with them just to, but you'd laugh so hard your side would hurt, yeah. you know. But th- th- those people are... The thing that I love about that group is, is they are as sincere as they come. You know, yeah. there's no gray area with them. Yeah. You know, if, if they think it's bull, they're going to let you yeah. know right away. You know, and and and, and Rochi and I have been friends since seventh grade. Really? You know, and and uh, we had times where we were, you know, distant uh, because of you know he he never married or anything, and I did and. I lived in Idaho, and although we had a tie there, one of his best jobs he ever had, he sold bindings for marker skis, you know, because the guy's yeah. a phenomenal skier. And uh, I finally got tied because he'd do like Sun Valley, Targhee, Jackson Hole, Park City, the whole plethora, uh, plethora of, uh, of ski hills, you know. And I finally got tired of him beating on my door at 2 in the morning. <laughs> I just gave him a key to my house, you know. So when he'd come from Sun Valley to to uh, Jackson Hole, you just, you know, I'd get up in the morning, go down there, be Rochi in the bed there, you know, because <laughs> Idaho Falls was, uh, you know, halfway point. Uh, but, you know, it, it's those long-standing friendships yeah. that you see. And, and, and like, like one of the other good guys that I, I ride with, Jeff Hafer, we were high school classmates. We never did a thing together, you know. Yeah. But here we are later in life, and we have a lot of the, the same uh, interests. And even the, the younger guys that... 
uh, you know, I ride with. It's another brotherhood. People make fun of it and so right. forth. But uh, for me, it really isn't. You know, I, I can get on that thing and, and let the wind go between my ears and do all kinds of heavy thinking and, and, and yeah. you know, away we go, you know. so. Did you go to Sturgis this year? I did. That was my 19th trip. Nice. The only well, year I didn't always, go was We always 20. tease you that you drive your, your, no, I did. your, your trailer I got the bike it, I got out it, there. Uh, twice early. Uh, and then uh, the 75th, I wasn't about to ride that. I have that chopper, too. I wasn't going to ride it out there. So, yeah. um, But, again, uh, and again, for me, it's it's just, uh, you know, number one, I, I love motors, you know. Yeah. But, but for me, I, I, I see some of the same people every year, you know. I, there's a, a group of guys that uh, from, from Saskatchewan that I talk to. I meet them, email them, you know, and... Uh, try to run into them or or whatever uh, and and just seeing the you know the plethora of people from all over the country i got to get out there one of these years this uh, it's it's you know it's it's pretty commercialized and thing like that but the black hills are gorgeous i don't know if you went out there i've, at never, all. When, I've never been to when it. tech played there with the mines and stuff the, no. the black hills are, are are gorgeous and deadwood is one of my favorite little places and, and deadwood has ties to this community so i remember one time I served on the Greenway uh, service board for a decade that helped build the trail, you know, along the stream. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. And so I served on it with Joe Shoemaker. He got me on there. And, and um, But one time I was talking to Dory Skookrud, and she had just come back from a historic preservation deal. And the same architect that designed a bunch of the buildings in Deadwood came here. Really? And design them. So, like the turret on the Taco del Sol building. Yeah. That matching turret is on a building in on Main Street in Deadwood. Wow. Same architect. You know. So it's like you know, hot, pretty cool to see that. You know, as communities develop, you know, during, that was the gold rush, and then of course the copper. Yeah. Uh, boom here. That that show could have been about Butte when you watched oh, yeah. that TV yeah. show Deadwood on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. And it's. The Black Hills are, are beautiful. You know, there, there's so many things to see there, and you know, the, the ride out isn't too bad. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah, we cut off and go through, uh, you know, Crow Agency and and Lame Deer and and uh, to Broadus and stuff. You know, it's a pretty drive. So we we do a lot of different riding. Last March, I was able to go for the first time trailer the bikes to St. George, and then we made a loop through the desert and San Diego and Lake Havasu, and it was kind of fun. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I, yeah. I never, my mom would never let me around a motorbike. I've never driven a motorbike. I've ridden on the back with a few times yeah. with some guys, but I've never, never driven yeah. a motorbike, which is really kind of a, it's kind of a, a loss, I think. <laughs> feel, well, you got like, to be careful yeah. and, and, you know, always on your binders, you know, at every intersection and yeah. you're, you're a very attentive driver, you know, and. And I'm fortunate my wife does not ride at all, but yeah. she allows me to do it. You she know? doesn't get on the back of the hall no, with you? No, And uh, understands, you know, I think why I, I ride. Yeah. Uh, which well, is pretty cool. You don't put the war department on no. the back of the bike. No, huh? she doesn't ride. doesn't <laughs> ride. My kids don't ride, and yeah. uh, you know, so it's uh, just kind of unique. So. Yeah, yeah Roach, he's, he's a classic. I, he's one of a kind. He's the guy who named Bozeman Bose Angeles. I know you were part of that when it. Yeah. When it. Uh, yeah, when we it just started. we just typed it down. Roach is the one who said it. <laughs> I think somebody else 
copyrighted it though or patented it you know instead did of him well, i'm sure they did you know yeah well they used to see it as an insult now they see it yeah. as, an, as a compliment yeah. which just shows you that Brochi was right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was never meant as a compliment. Yeah. He tried San Franzula and it never quite took. Because yeah. <laughs> I think, because well, Missoula is more of a cross between like San Francisco and Seattle. Right. You know, you can't just pin a pigeonhole like that. But, yeah. but all the Californians in Bozeman, that's, that was beautiful. Yeah, it sets them off. So you got to be careful when you're around him because he'll go off early on it. So, yeah. But, uh, there's nothing better than getting roaches to go off, though. I remember uh, there was a time, one of my favorite, funniest stories ever is that he boycotted Maloney's for a while because Gino took John Hyde off the jukebox. So he went to... He was in Texas or something, wasn't he? At that no, time? he was no, He was back, and it was after he came back from Texas. Oh, okay. And so he would go to the club. He spent his money at the club which didn't have John Hyde on the jukebox. <laughs> so he was over there boycotting Maloney's for like, it lasted like a week or two. And Rochi said, or Gino said, all he had to do was ask me to put it back on. He goes, I just put a new CD in. I didn't know who this John Hyde guy was. <laughs> Sounds like him. So Rochi threw a, threw a fit over one CD and, and boycotted it. And uh, I, guess the, I guess the moral of the story is, is he, he got it back on the jukebox, even though he, he probably could have went the... the Sounds like an easier way, but he was successful, I guess. Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. successful boycott. And I, and I remember, it, I think that was around, I think it was around 2001, 2002. I was only yeah. back a few years then. Yeah, so. So. I came back in 97, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Timmy, we better eat these sandwiches. All right. We're all over I, the board as I thought I, we would be, yeah. Bill. I appreciate your time. Yeah, no, I appreciate everything you do and good luck in what you're heading down. That's yeah. not easy. I tried that myself and. You know, leadership, I learned, uh, you know, he, he's got to make decisions and, and uh, you know, sometimes they're not the right decisions, but uh, yeah. there's, there's no gray area, you yeah. know, and if you're trying to keep everybody happy, then you're in the wrong business. So, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I appreciate it. And, and uh, I admit, like I said, I miss you and Paul, though. I'll be straight up uh, yeah. honest with yeah, you. Yeah, it was and, a lot of fun. And that, uh, that program, because you really got to, uh, plethora of, of what is going on you know whether it was the you know local coaches high school and college you always knew exactly where they were yeah. they were at you know so you don't get that weekly dose of uh, you know coach Thatcher and yeah. and uh, you know the, the programs at Montana Tech or Butte Central or, or Butte High School or whatever it happens to be so yeah that was a lot of fun we did yeah. that for I think 15 years yeah it'd be nice to see something back like that because yeah. without you know the written print you know, it's it's not easy. You know, no. so you get and you got to go chasing information. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks, All Timmy. Right. I appreciate you bet, it, buddy. Bill. You bet.